Hello and welcome to A Lounge in the Abyss. We're your hosts, Will and Jose. We hope you can relax, take a seat, and join us as we talk about anything and everything. Let's get right into it. First of all, we just wanted to say thank you for anyone who might have found us and decided to listen to our first podcast. Um, it's much appreciated. Um, this is a new experience for us, so we do have a little bit of a first-time jitters going on, and uh, it's different, but uh, we hope that the things that we talk about are fun and you enjoy them. So nervousness and, and stuff aside, we hope you enjoy. Yes, so. and we hope that you can be entertained by whatever we may talk about. <laughs> Um, fair warning, we will uh, jump around a lot from conversations to, you know, to different topics and whatnot. We tend to do that. Um, but if you are able to... Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Segways. Yeah, they're hard. But um, we had a couple of stuff lined up, so let's go into what we wanted to talk about. Um, I know what one of the things we want to talk about was just games. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's like a big disclaimer to get it out of the way. Um, we're both huge nerds, so that is a vast plane that we can go on when yeah. it comes to nerdiness. Um, anything from like superheroes to gaming to I feel like science. most of our conversations overall are just nerd stuff. Yeah, you know, for the most or geek part. stuff, however you want to put it. But I know we wanted to talk about like newer games and stuff like that, and. Honestly, out of all the newer games of, like, last year and still just the beginning of this year, one of my highest-rated games right now, other than Spider-Man for PS4, is Death Stranding. Yeah, I'll admit that... Uh, the Death Stranding, in its <clears throat> own, is a masterpiece that's not connected to anything. It's its own independent story that seems new out of everything we've had you know we've had new call of duties we've had the new spider-man game but they're all already a part of something yeah and i feel like it's kind of a refresher especially when hio kojima himself is like working on a new project which i mean if anyone that doesn't know he was the main one behind the metal gear solid series um and that series was absolutely amazing as well and the fact that he's doing this new project now that I hope becomes some sort of a series because um, it's a really well-done game and because of how independent it is, especially with the way it plays, I wasn't... It was it threw me off quite a bit because when you started just delivering it in the beginning, it seemed like that's all it was. And then the more... You had to like stick to it in order to see it through fully and see it develop as the game, game it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's it's really it's really interesting and a lot of people um, that are not into or don't have the patience to do that because a lot of it is walking. Yeah, a I lot mean, of you're it just is... walking for hours on end. Yeah. So it, honestly, it's a delivery game. You know, you are a delivery person in a post-apocalyptic USA, and you don't have other travels like you have your bike, a car, but. Only when the road allows it. Yeah, and as well as, like, those things have a certain amount of, like, battery that they have. And once that's out, they kind of die. So unless you're able to give them more power, um, they'll be able to go for longer. But You're you still know. stuck on foot <laughs> if you don't have the battery for it, it. Exactly. So that game is all about just climbing, and, you know, there's different gear for it, as well as, like, the, the BTs that you face, which is the main source of, I'd say, like, enemies. Enemy? Yeah, they're... Um, yeah. Other than the um, mules, which are, like, other rogue people who, yeah. like, steal stuff from you and just try to yeah. overall 
ruin your day. That's independent from the chiral network and whatnot. Yeah. That they don't want a part of it. Like rebels, essentially. They're terrorists. Say. Yeah, or terrorists. Um, but yeah, like you're exploring these caves and like these mountains and whatnot, and just these BTs pose such a threat to you especially when you don't have the right materials and if you're not properly suited to actually you know go for that mission and actually last that longevity of that time especially with time fall yeah because there's times where like they say hey stock up because it's going to be pretty long time before you can get some more gear again they're not joking you know yeah exactly once you enter an area that's no longer connected to the chiral network you are not connected to anything you can't get anything you can't sleep in private rooms you are essentially stranded until you connect that area to the chiral network yeah and it's it's a really well done game overall like the story and everything is just such a good game and I will say that, though, you do need a lot of patience. Yeah. You do. With with the game itself, you need a lot of patience with it because sometimes it, it doesn't it, always do the stuff you want it to do, and yeah. traveling for such a long time can peeve you. So taking breaks from the game as well, especially like something like when you're... Del- I remember the level that um, you have to deliver the bomb. Oh, yeah. The, the, the second time, if I'm not mistaken. At some point, you are instructed to deliver a couple of bombs that help certain areas, but the bombs are really sensitive to movement so you can't shake around or anything like that and there was just one point where i just kept losing and losing and losing because i just hit a bump too hard or you know jostled the wrong way this is a a side note um i'm pretty sure it's too late to um say spoiler um, oh, for those fair. that who do yeah. want to play it, because it is a fairly new game, but oh well. <laughs> I mean, we're going with we're it. still very vague. You know? Yeah, it's still very vague. Overall, the game itself, like I wanted to talk about, like just the graphics of the game as well. Oh wow, it's, it's a pretty game. I'll give it that. It's like, a very pretty game. Yeah, you're there traveling for hours, but like the you scenery, have good scenery, the scenery itself is just captivating. You could just place your character down and just scale the camera across the screen and, and just, it looks like a movie scene stunning all yeah, the way it looks around really good it's very very well done and i oh, i also love like the depth of field that you know you get especially when you're starting to climb these mountains it feels like a mountain when you're climbing it you yeah. know it's not it's not like some of those games that you can easily run up the mountain you know it's yeah it's tough it's difficult it's like those who who haven't um for those who have played um breath of the wild um, of the new Nintendo Switch, um, when you're scaling a mountain and you have that sort of stamina and it wears out, and you know you, you have to be tactical about it too, and it's similar with Death Stranding because yeah. you can't just go all the, you can't just boost, you just waste all of your stamina, you know? Yeah, you, you can't have just to conserve. run up the mountain. Yeah, and there's parts where you can slide off or you can lose your footing, and especially if you have a lot of packages stacked on you, you can easily lose and your footing. Packaging and themselves, there's just so much detail in this game because. If your packages are placed on your body haphazardly and you don't think about... Weight distribution? Yeah, weight distribution. You can knock yourself over. And, like, if you have heavier packages up top, you'll be too top-heavy. You have to properly balance your character in order to safely travel. Yeah, I'd say it's something that... it, It takes physics seriously but at the same time as a game it does glitch out a little bit yeah. so it but it is very physics driven when it comes to that because you have to be very mindful of what you need and especially survival wise i'd say it's really realistic because 
realistically, in you know, in a perfect world, you would have that pouch that can hold a thousand and one different items infinitely and you know you, you it doesn't have any weight it's like those yeah. who play D, it's like your bag of holding you know it's yeah. it's you have to carry what sam can carry you so you know you have to make sure you have an extra pair of boots you need to have yeah. um, your blood bags you need to have you know the things that you need to have like you have pouches but your pouches can only hold exactly small items and only a certain amount of them exactly so you need to see okay i'm going on this what do i need more i'm going on this mission do I need this or do I need, you know, you have to weigh out your options and you have to be more observant and keep that in mind, especially when playing that game. So. Yeah. But out of the newer games and stuff like that, I hold that on, on such a high pedestal for just a standard of what newer games I, in my mind, should kind of strive for, you know, just to be kind of that standalone thing, you know. Not many games nowadays have that standalone idea that Death Stranding did, you know. Yeah, that's we have fair. Cyberpunk coming out, and I can't wait to see what Cyberpunk. Yeah, I'm like, I'm very excited about that game. I that, can't wait that's to see another what they standalone, do with it. That's another standalone game. I just can't wait for. Like, I love when games come out that are not connected to any other universe or like existing franchise. Yeah, it's a standalone. Essentially, yeah. that's what it is. It's a different sort of um it's its own universe. thing yeah. yeah it's similar to um th it was this game <sighs> probably cut here I, it's it's the game you know what uh dawn dot dust dust no it's one where it's like prehistoric but they're robots but they're dinosaurs um horizon zero dawn horizon zero dawn it reminds me of, or another game it reminds me of is, it's a bit of an older game, I guess you can say a few years back, but it was Horizon Zero Dawn, um, oh, how it was yeah. kind of like its own standalone, because... Yeah, that that's not connected to yeah. any existing franchise, as long as far as I know. Yeah, no, as, for, yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's not, and yeah. I just really liked what they did and how it was unique and different. Yeah, I, I love being able to just dive into a new universe, essentially, you know? Where, like, you have a base understanding, but throughout the game or throughout the world, you find and learn about it. You know, so it's fun opening up that new world where, like, new Star Wars games, it's like, it just... There's previous lore involved. And yeah. You have an idea of what you're getting yourself into when you're playing those sort of games. That's that's what I would say. To yeah. Um, but those games that you, that you, you know, you go for, that they're standalone, they're, they're different, and they can introduce different mechanics and new mechanics that previous games, you know, might not have thought of, which is why I always like backing and, like, trying to, like, look for different indie games and, you know, yeah. spreading awareness because indie games essentially have a lot to offer to offer and a role to play in gaming, especially with the future of gaming because they dabble in things that, you know, not a lot of... AAA yeah, uh, not a lot of games titles are going to do, you know? Indie games are really that experimental part of game gaming. Yeah. So it's fun to just see what's going on in the exper experimental. You know, what what attributes from indie games might AAA titles find inspiration in, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's fair. A thing that I can appreciate when a series of games <clears throat> can also um, do this is when, you know, the developers or the people that make the story can 
make a change in the game for the better that you know it betters the series as a whole with one game and the game that i'm thinking of is um the new god of war that came out i want to say like a year or two ago how they kind of made it more story heavier more story heavy than most of their other god of wars yeah god of wars I, i see what you're saying and they and but it they nailed it and they beat out of the park completely and another one is similar to what i'm thinking of is like dark souls um, um I, I gotta say uh, the god of uh, god of war part of it the idea of taking kratos and moving him from greek mythology over to norse mythology was such a great idea it by was, the developers yeah it was and, a ballsy move i'm not gonna yeah, lie and the way they did it and the way they tied it in was quite nice and i can't wait to see what they come out with for like future god of wars and how they play on this idea yeah i'm really excited to see what they do with like atreus and stuff like that yeah i'm really curious to see what they do with him and him and kind of implying that he's he's loki Loki. yeah and the way they ended off the god of war that game at least it was really interesting and i can't wait to see what they do from there and where they expand from yeah oh and i and i wonder if they're and I wonder if they are going to further the battle between Kratos and Thor, because at the very end, oh, yeah, they, he just wakes up and you see Thor hammer. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, that was such a nice end cut scene to the game. It, very much a cliffhanger to it. Um, actually, did you know um, there was an Easter egg in the PS4 theme they released for the one year anniversary of the game? Hmm. Um, on the boat, right, because it's a PS4 theme, it has Kratos and Atreus sitting in a boat with, um, Jormungandr in the back and, like, some mountains and stuff. Yeah. And on the boat, in ruins, is carved Ragnarok is coming. Oh, wow. Yeah. Alright, I actually did not know that. Yeah, so... That's cool. I, I guess that they're going around is the new game is gonna be around Ragnarok. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's really interesting. I wonder what they're gonna do with that. Yeah. Thing. So I can't Ooh, wait. Yeah. Yes, excitement. <laughs> right. I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with it. But yeah, like I appreciate when developers can do that. That they actually also like developers that take what um, the people want. And they actually listen to you know reviewers and people that have reviewed their previous games and they put into account what people are saying, um, the criticism, like the good yeah. criticism, and to build upon that. So. That's something I always appreciate yeah. for games and whatnot. And God of War was just one of the many ones that I can think of for yeah. right now. Um, I hinted at it uh, a little bit earlier, but another game that I hold to a really high pedestal is the new Spider-Man game. And I know you had just finished it oh, recently yeah. and stuff like that, so I want to hear your full thought process on actually playing the game other than just watching a playthrough of it. Yeah, because I, yeah, I already told you before that... Um, I've I've watched it completely, um, and I knew how it ended, and I've watched a little bit of the DLCs. The DLCs I haven't um, watched as much as, but the main story I did complete. Um, but now, playing through it, it was a different experience because seeing Spider-Man swing and, like, seeing, you know, other people play him, and especially, like, the combat, it doesn't give you that, the, that feeling of... Um, actually controlling yeah, him like and... at, like the, the when you actually feel the controls and when you actually when you actually feel how he plays and you feel the responsiveness and the fluidity of the combat as well as like the web swinging i'd say that it's a whole different experience 
when you're actually playing watching it, it than it. watching it. Yeah. yeah. It's... So for me, it it was such a well done game, and I had so much fun with it. I spent hours web swinging. Oh, and I've completing I've, the missions. And yeah, whatnot. I've put so many hours into that game. Um, I think the one thing I still have yet to do, because they're just really difficult and. I gotta say, out of all the challenges in Spider-Man, the screwball challenges in the second and third DLC are extremely hard to get perfect scores on, and that's and in order to get the um, platinum trophies that I'm trying to shoot for, you have to perfect score all of the challenges. Oof! Yeah, that's 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 oh god. Yeah, so that's what I'm. <laughs> I I still have yet to do it, but I have every other uh, trophy or achievement for it. But those ones, so I'm trying to shoot for those ones, but just not yet. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, those those I know for a fact take time. Another one that, uh, when I was playing it though, I'm not gonna lie, the similarity between how it plays, which I, if I'm not mistaken, I asked you because I know Insomniac Games was behind developing this and whatnot. Yeah. And if they played any part in developing the Arkham Knight, the not the, Arkham, the series, but the, the Arkham Knight game, the Arkham Knight game, the, yeah. um, the last not, one specifically. Yeah, they're not. Uh, tied to any of the yeah, Arkham Knight games it, at all. Yeah, but, um, and it's it's I, it's weird though because I like, do agree with you. It does the gameplay is very similar with that kind of like overhead view of Spider Man. Same with like same Batman. with Batman. The way he the um, fighting the fighting style is very similar as well. Not fighting style, but the way the controls are yeah. very similar. How Batman has the dodging has that dodging ability like Spider Man Spidey sense and. Just overall, the feeling of the game, and I feel like, I want to say the open-worldness is yeah. what it very, really drives it home with it being very similar to the Arkham Knight game, which yeah, the newer, was a masterpiece as well. Yeah, yeah, the newest one, the new Arkham. Another good game series we also kind of talked about, like, glanced over was Dark Souls. I know you're not really big into Dark Souls and haven't got deep into Dark Souls. Yeah, I'm, I'm very base knowledge Dark Souls. I know I know a little bit about it, um, and I also played, I know, Bloodborne and whatnot is part of the Soul series. Yeah. But I haven't fully been able to sit down and, like, go through a playthrough of, like, the first Dark Souls to the third Dark Souls, or even just the third Dark Souls yeah. on the PS4. I've played many hours of Dark Souls 1... Dark Souls three, I've played hours and I've put hours in the Bloodborne. I, I'm just stubborn and have yet to actually beat it. I don't know why. I can easily beat the game if I wanted to. I just haven't done it. I mean that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Like I said, I don't know why I haven't done it. Just haven't. But I absolutely love those games because no matter how long you play dark souls 3 or dark souls 1 you can put thousands of hours into that game like i have you're still garbage at that game that's you, fair <laughs> no matter how powerful you get yeah, no matter, no matter how, how you get no matter how strong you get at that game your ass you're, is still gonna get kicked <laughs> yeah you're still absolute fucking garbage <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair get good scrub yeah so it's always pushing you to be like to be stronger than everything else like yeah i mean i really like the idea that you know when you level up it your enemies also level up because that's that's how they balance it out yeah. for the most part and i really do <clears throat> i mean it, they do that. tap out at some point yeah, of they, course. Yeah, they can't like level up any further so there is a point where you just keep going you can just demolish everything yeah that's but right at the end of the day you can still demolish everything but 
everything can still swarm you at once, you know? Yeah, and especially with how strong some of the enemies can be, and they can take a hit, or you can demolish them in one hit, but they can also do severe damage to you. Yeah. Because you have a good amount of health and HP, but you, you can still die die really easily yeah. if two or three attack you at once and two hit you unexpectedly before you're able to heal yourself. Or you get... Uh outpoised and you get knocked out of your attack and you get stunned boom that's more attacks coming after you there's yeah, so many uh, when it comes to dark souls combat there's so much you have to account for you have to account for your weight ratio you have to account for the armor you're wearing you have to account for the weapons you're using you have to account for rolling you have to account for your enemy's armor and weapon you know you have to account for whether or not you're enemy has more poison you do because if they have more poison you you can't do charging attacks because they're just gonna knock you out of it yeah that's fair so there's so <laughs> much you have to take an account for and try to work around to bend into your favor yeah that's fair but i i would say that's the beauty of it yeah and that's why i like it so much it's a game. challenging game yeah it's a fun game to play though it's games in general are yeah just, are great um um i know also a little thing we wanted to talk about because we actually never talked about this in general was just kind of what hobbies we've bounced around from when we were younger you yeah know? that's fair i mean i have a hint it's gaming <laughs> <laughs> but other than that I, I would say um i was a, a very sheltered kid so yeah i didn't have much friends i didn't have many so i kind of entertained myself with different hobbies and i don't know if i could yeah say the same i can i can say the same for me you know um i always preferred just kind of being by myself you know i was one to kind of get into drawing and other things to entertain myself instead of going out and hanging out with friends and Dra stuff drawing drawing is one of those things that i i'm capable of doing and i'm pretty sure if i practice i can get good at but i think that i don't do decent drawings so it kind of inhibits me from practicing. So I've kind of moved on from drawing. I still like drawing, I mean, and I still draw every now and then. But trying to do it as a hobby, I like it. But I found other things to also as like. You someone know. who considers themselves an artist, you know, because I do like drawing. I do want to make drawing and art a mm -hmm. profession. So as someone who calls themselves an artist, that's fair. When it comes to drawing and stuff, you're always going to be self-critical. And that's one thing that I'm still working on, personally, is not being so self-critical and finishing a piece and seeing it to completion. Yeah, I, I, I get that, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself an artist, but at the same time, I would. Because, you know, I do like poetry, I do like writing, I like... Um, drawing and photography and I've done all those things and I still like doing them and if I could I w would definitely make a profession out of that if I you know if I'm able to art and stuff aside I know a couple other hobbies I dabbled in and kind of enjoyed were um, like kind of engineering I guess you can say I like to kind of take apart things m modify them in ways to make them cooler or yeah, that's fair. I, I like a tinker, yeah. essentially. Yeah, I, I would do that. I, I remember getting, for some reason, I just wanted to, and I got this old laptop, and I would just, like, completely take it apart. 
and I would just look at each part and just see what where each part went and try and put it back together. Granted, seven never, out of ten times, not even nine out of ten times, it would never go back together and it would never turn on. It, but it, it's one out of ten times that it did work. Exactly, and that one out of ten times kept me going. Right. <laughs> Because obviously we were both just young, so we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, we, we had no take... idea what a CPU was. We had yeah. no idea what RAM was. It was so nope. trust, when we took that apart, that was it. We didn't like try to be careful about it. We were taking apart, putting took screws... it apart, and that's it. Yeah. We had no organizational skills. We just wanted to see what the fuck was in this. Yeah, but um, I I feel like just doing that personally has opened my mind up to just being more cautious and aware of my current technologies now you know from knowing like oh i know what's inside of like a console i know what to keep clean or how to properly take care of it now because i know what's inside of it and i know how it works yeah that's fair it when you take apart something and you can see the inner mechanisms and like how it works you try and at least you know if you care for your your items that you pay 400 500 up to a thousand dollars for you're gonna want to take care of it and you're exactly. gonna want to make sure it lasts you know <laughs> granted once the once those products finally die that's when you decide to pull out the old screwdriver kit and start taking it apart and... yeah and seeing how that worked yeah see. yeah that's fair um but another hobby that i was really into and i, I don't know about you but were you an active sort of active kid when you were growing up because um... I, I've done my fair share of uh, active activities. I've done, like, gymnastics and martial arts and things like that. Yeah, like, granted, I'm no professional. <laughs> <laughs> neither I, am I most... in neither of those uh, cases of gymnastics or martial arts. I'm good at them. I can probably get away with doing some good stuff, but nowhere near professional. <laughs> yeah, n nowhere near professional. I am nowhere near professional. Most of the stuff I've done is, like, just regular champion. <laughs> trampoline stuff <laughs> regular trampolines and you know in my backyard just learning certain rolls and flips and um doing kind of parkour doing my own, and stuff yeah like doing that. parkour and just like learning my own form of gymnastics but also i had a phase i remember i had a specific phase where i was into circus acts and not like you know the weird ones but the ones that were very acrobatic so like you know like staff wielding and like but making yeah. it flow essentially it's not not necessarily a martial art but it's a form of art and yeah. like displaying like a staff or like knife juggling yeah i know <laughs> not a smart idea when you think about it but um like stuff like that like i've always been interested in that have you ever um, gone through some sort of phase like that at i've all? i've never gone to like the performance side of like martial arts and stuff like that um i did do taekwondo for a for a while and was going to join the demonstration team, but I just didn't work out. So I never did it. So I never got into the performance side of martial arts. I was mainly, like, tournaments and yeah, the practical side of most of it. And for gymnastics, it was the same kind of deal. It was, the, like, the personal, just doing it at home, practicing, and continuing with it. I, I did parkour for a while. Like, um, the local park was easy to jump around and parkour and um so i did that for quite yeah, a bit fair. so so yeah yeah i mean that's that's similar for the most part um i know those were like really fun and you know you kind of think back when I, I still do it um but 
more safer yeah. <laughs> than I did before. Um, I, I, I remember some pretty rough incidents that could have gotten me very hurt. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, you, you don't think about it then, but then you kind of look in hindsight and you're like, yeah, probably not smart. It probably wasn't a good idea to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, like, I, when, I was, when I finally got my first backflip down, um, I was really, really hyped, and I had I practiced this on an old rusted trampoline that um, wasn't held together by tight screws. So I would be practicing, and I finally landed my first backflip, and I'm like, oh, I want to do more. Let's go. So I started practicing, and at one point, I tried practicing multiple backflips in a row, like back to back, not yeah. not a, not a double flip, or yeah. a triple flip, just but like backflip, you know, bounce. Back- backflip 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 yeah. and whatnot um and for some reason i just it didn't occur to me that part of the trampoline was semi-broken i said nah that's fine that that'll that'll clear up on one of the backflips that i did i remember i landed on i almost landed on my face but when i landed you know almost face first i heard that part of the trampoline just completely snap and i was like oh god <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah. The most dumbest thing I've done is we'll do, like, flips and stuff off of, like, a bridge into water. Yeah. And then, like, the dangerous side of that thing is we never really cared how the water was. We just jumped in it. Oh, boy. Yeah. That, yeah. That's going to have a... <laughs> so... <laughs> that, that doesn't seem smart. Yeah. So, like, I'm lucky I didn't get caught by any rip currents and just didn't get dragged out. But that's fair. I remember there's one place um, that I went to that I was really tempted to, to. It was I think it was a bridge, and I really wanted to jump off of it, but there was both boats passing underneath, and I was like, well, either one or two things may happen. I'll hit the water. I'll hit a boat. I'm like, you know, worst case scenario, it's probably gonna be a boat. <laughs> but there was a point of like calmness, and I was gonna go. But then I remember the people that I were with. Um, one of them, she was older, and she was like, kind of like the overseer of the group i guess and then she started freaking out and saying you know don't jump and you know that's dangerous and whatnot and i'm like well oh well you know like i felt like a vacuum in like grade school but um yeah that was probably like that was probably like the most dumbest thing i've done um other hobbies i did i very briefly touched magic i don't know if you tried doing like magic tricks and stuff like that yeah there was a period where i was very much into magic tricks and like especially card tricks and i i don't know about you but i was a very avid youtube watcher as well oh yeah and i would watch like channels that were dedicated to like there, there was a period and yeah. i don't know if many people like yeah like the ma- the it YouTube, was a youtube trick. magic trick period yeah where like it was kind of like pranks but it was magic tricks yeah and it was it was really odd and, and it felt like a glitch in the matrix because it feels like it almost didn't exist. Yeah. But there was a part of it, it was really quick though that you know YouTube was very much about like magicians and whatnot. Maybe it could have been just me because yeah, you know I was looking for it. Yeah. That's, and yeah, YouTube's that's algorithm. Fair. But um, I I would say that um, I got into that at a young age. And yeah. Did you ever get good at it or like was it a thing that you know? Um, it was very much a thing that I tried it for a bit and just wasn't getting a hang of it and just kind of stopped like i would still want to pursue it probably now that i'm older and probably understand it better but 
other than that, when I was younger, it was just very much a touch-and-go thing for me. That's fair. I remember I did a lot of, like, math card tricks and whatnot that was all about just counting and making sure where the card went. And the sleight of hand came a little bit when I was older. Um, like, I want to say, like, tween to, like, young teen years. And I started getting into, you know, sleight of hands and whatnot. And there was one specific channel I watched, and I forgot the name, <laughs> but it had Disturbed in it. And I think it was, like, Disturbed Reality or something like that, or Disturbed Reality. And I'm probably getting it horribly wrong, but it was a it was a good um, magician, magician's channel that gotcha. I followed. Um, or, there we go. Wait a minute. How to Disturb Reality. How to Disturb Reality. How to Disturb Reality. Yes, <laughs> that was the channel name, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, I, I got into it a lot. And when I got older, I got a little bit more into it, but then I switched more t- towards um, cardistry, which is more so the flourishing of the cards. Yeah. Um, I know recently, like maybe a couple or so years back, I got into, um, like card throwing or like bottle cap throwing and stuff like that. I got pretty good at that for some reason. Cause I thought it was fun, you know, just to be able to take like a card and just fling it, chuck as, it, yeah, <laughs> fling it perfectly across the room, you know? So that's also really fun. But for the, for the most part, me, I really just kind of went really heavy into like the art scene you know yeah Try to, that's fair whether it be like music you know because i play a fair share of instruments you know I, I i say play very loosely you know i i tried playing them tried learning them but i never stuck with them yeah that's fair i, I know that i got I, for music i i consider myself more a musician than i do like a drawing type painter artist um, because I grew up with music and whatnot, and, like, I remember learning piano from a young age, and I was more so self-taught, and then I gained, uh, momentum when I was older to play, um, and to get lessons and whatnot, and then I also played a little bit of the bass as well as drums, so, like... Yeah, uh, for me, I... all self-taught, you know, like, instruments I found unique and fun to play was ones that I got, and put myself into uh i think the biggest instrument that i've stuck with the longest is my ukulele because ukulele is nice yeah ukulele is fun to play it's easy to learn you know and they just sound really nice yeah but, weren't um, you in band at one point yeah uh for my senior year i joined band really went in pretty late but it was kind of the circumstance of i didn't know i can just join band without having a band class i thought you had to have a band class to be in band so so when i met my friend who was in band he was just like yeah no you could just join band and i was like oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) so well then i joined band for my senior year which was really fun and i'm really glad that i did um other instruments i think i've played i played a little bit of uh, melodica i don't know melodica i know the instrument but i haven't played it myself it's really fun it's really fun to play um I tried playing the violin, went horrible. Ooh, yeah, that that was that one for went, me too. Yeah, that, I respect people hor- who can play violin. Yeah, people a who tough can play instrument. the violin are blessings. <laughs> yeah, people that can play any instrument, to be honest. Yeah, I remember I was in um, one of the major cities, and I, I think it was going like underneath the bridge, and there was just this this I want to say kid because he looked under like eighteen or around like maybe like sixteen seventeen. And he was just playing his double bass, like, actually, like, picking it. Oh, and, like, just nice. completely, you know, and he was just going with it. And he had his case open and whatnot. And it sucks because I wish I could have given him money, but 
it was just like it's crazy you know yeah. yeah circumstance but as well as like to be able to play an instrument like that and just kind of take it that's why like i love bass because i oh. love slap bass uh it's i have really a bass fun. i i got a bass with 100 percent intention to learn it and actually go to lessons for it but unfortunately i got hit by life and wasn't able to that's fair <laughs> i wasn't able to go to lessons and stuff like that but i still want to pick it up when i can and learn bass yeah because like i said i love any kind of art from it being drawing music painting you know any kind of art i love just dabbling in yeah you know? that's the same i'd say overall i'd like that's why i've done so many hobbies and i've picked at so many different types but it's funny because all of those hobbies were an art form and in one point at one point or another it's a form of art whether yeah. that's in a form of flipping in a form of actual drawing in form of photography or however it, it could be i was just always attracted to just art yeah and you know that's something that i still enjoy today so. yeah uh, speaking of like flipping and stuff like that on art sides of things um one martial art i really want to learn just because it looks fantastic and so fun is uh capoeira oh my god yeah um just the idea of being able to dance and fight yeah, and bring I, it together I, into one is just fascinating to me. Yeah, I've really I've done my first share of research when it comes to capoeira, and I've, ah, God, it's it's such a beautiful art form, and I love how it was. It kind of you know, break dancing, which is another thing that I kind of dabble into is dancing as well. Yeah. Um, it came you know certain they took certain parts of that you know break dancing incorporates a lot of martial arts and one of that is capoeira i mean it's I, really great i could be wrong but i was informed that uh capoeira came from like slaves and stuff like that who were trying to learn how to fight but didn't want to practice in front of yeah that that and, if i'm not mistaken yeah if I'm not mistaken you know i can always uh, probably fact check this later yeah <laughs> but um yeah capoeira was made because um slaves wanted to find a form of, of self-defense of self-defense as well as you know attacking if need be um but because their white masters were looking over them you know they found a way to incorporate so it looks like they're dancing together but they're essentially sparring yeah and they're practicing this dance and that's why it's a lot of kicks and a lot of aerials and it looks absolutely gorgeous and i love it and it's a really cool form yeah. of dance as well as fight. Yeah, that's another thing I really want to get into probably when I'm a little older and have a little more stability. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> to be able to do that, yeah. I've, I've always enjoyed that. How about any injuries from your hobbies? What are, what are some notable injuries that, you know, you kind of look upon if you practicing and you're like, wow, that's... That hurt, but you somehow got through it. Um, I think the biggest one that I just go to every time I think about just the most painful experience. You're you're laughing. You're you're laughing right now because you already know what it is. <laughs> but <laughs> is it is it the um the straight kick to the groin? Oh yeah, that that's it. So um, I was at Florida, the Florida Championship yeah. for Taekwondo, and. It was one of the last fights I was doing, and this dude was taller than me. I'm about 5'11". I was probably about, like, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, back then. Yeah. And he was about 6'2". Oof. So, he there was quite a height difference. So, so it was, I was already a little intimidated, but I didn't let 
that deter me. So I, I feel pretty confident in my flexibility to be able to still reach his head, which I was able to do fairly easily. I got a couple good hits in. But um, at one point, I went to go hit his head again, and my foot got stuck on his shoulder. And once my foot was stuck there, he went to go do a back kick and... Finish him. <laughs> yeah, so since the only thing that was essentially open was my legs... Yeah, yeah. he aimed for center mass, but there was a pivotal part blocking the way. Yeah, so I got... <laughs> Bat kicked straight in the groin. I'm almost 100% positive my other foot left the ground and I was airborne for a second. Oof. Before that, hitting that sounds... the before hitting the ground, um, I I ran over like I rushed over to my corner so I can like just take a breather and stuff like that. Medics rushed over to me, helped stretch my legs to relieve the pain, and I I just remember telling my master at the time I'm like I I want to go home. I want to stop. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. That's it. I had enough of the cake. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but full. He, he was just like, you. this might hurt right now, but you got this. And I I pushed through the pain. I got back up and I finished the fight. And I think even though I lost the fight, pushing through the pain and still finishing the fight was still like... Motivational. Yeah, motivational and like It kind honorable. of pushed you. Yeah, yeah, honorable. You pushed through the pain and you kept yeah. fighting. Like a, a, like a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's that's a that oh that's that kick yeah that like i said oh boy <laughs> every time when it comes to just like the most painful thing it's just that moment every guy in a ten thousand mile <laughs> radius went oof <laughs> simultaneously <laughs> um so I, I most of my injuries that i sustained were honestly i want to say co- accidental for the most part. I think all, all injuries are. I mean, yeah, but it's it's more so unplannedness because I never was really into fighting. So it was more so my own fault, but at the same time, not. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like some, uh, I remember another time I was practicing um, flips and whatnot, you know, practicing backflips, you know, back to back. I got dizzy. My friend was there and, you know, he... At the at that moment, we were just cheering each other on because we were practicing together, and he's like, yeah, keep going, don't worry, just push through it, calm down, you know, you got this, go for it, okay, cool. I did one more backflip, and I completely lost my sense of balance. I launched up and forward, and mind you, I, I've I already said this, the trampoline was rusted to hell, <laughs> as well as... They had no net or cushion. It was literally just bare bone trampoline. Yeah. Um. I went to go catch the edge of like the metal bar, um. So I didn't, you know, land on my chest. Cause how I would have landed, my chest would have hit directly on the metal bar, but my legs would have hit the um, the trampoline part. The um. Yeah. The mat essentially. Yeah. The the springy part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the springy part. Um. So. Um, I reach out to grab for both hands, you know, slow my descent because I had the upper body strength to do so. One of my hands, I swear it was a glitch in the matrix because I grabbed it and then I didn't. (laughs) And and my right hand just kind of disappeared and, you know, went straight through the trampoline. And I end up 
Comp- <laughs> You're probably so dizzy that you saw two trampolines and thought you grabbed it. You know, that could have been very possible, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, my left hand grabs it, and I'm coming down hard, and my right hands are... But the best part is, my right hand is above the bar. It's not below it, it's above the bar. So, essentially, my right side of my rib cage completely gets hit with an iron bar to the chest. Oof. It knocked the wind out of me, to say the least, but I am surprised that I don't have any fractures, and I don't know why, yeah, but I've, I've never gotten, I've never same. broken a bone. And I've, I've never broken a bone either. I've been, I've done skating, I've done, you know, I've done shit that should yeah. break your, break your bones. I've, I've done so much <laughs> stuff that are definitely bone-breaking, but somehow just didn't break my bones like yeah like it just, i remember um for some reason your bones just didn't yeah I, I remember i was parkouring at the park i was telling you about and the way the park was built there were like slats and it was all wood yeah right so there were slats in like the bridge part so it was really easy to grab on and like jump to and stuff like that so one at one point i went to go jump from one side to the other but my foot got stuck in between one of the slats. Oh. And I lost my grip Ooh. and I fell backwards. Oh, God. And since I tried to catch myself, I turned myself around, but my foot was still stuck. <laughs> so somehow I didn't snap my leg by twisting it around in this sl- um, in the slats of the wood. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, I ended yeah, up... Yeah, somehow your body just doesn't break. Yeah. You know, you, you feel... Because <laughs> like... Anyone else probably would have gotten their foot stuck, turned, and snapped their leg. Probably. But for me, it just didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I remember, like, stuff that reminded me of that as, like, like, I don't know if you were an avid, like, skateboarder or whatnot. Yeah, I did did my fair share of, like, skating and stuff like that. When you'd bust your ass, when you'd bust your ass, you'd bust your ass hard. Yeah. (laughs) You were just, it hurt. You felt it. And one of the, they make you wear elbow pads and knee pads for a reason because I'm pretty sure that my feeling in my elbows and knees have severely decreased (laughs) because of how much I would land on them while skating. Yeah. And, like, while learning tricks and whatnot, you know rebellious edgy teen wanted to be edgy (laughs) and not wear a helmet and straps and yeah now i have a scar on my elbow (laughs) yeah many many scars many scars my 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 arms are messed up because of how much i've scraped scraped them yeah same (laughs) scrape but (laughs) um i remember my road on like the house i used to live in when i was younger was like completely fucked up like it used to be nothing but potholes and for some reason me and my friend would still decide to take our bikes and race down the street because we were young ah big brain time yes (laughs) (laughs) and um if you were just like the slightest bit off and you hit that pothole you came to a dead stop and i remember one time me and my friend were racing and i'm looking at him we're tied all of a sudden, he dips down a bit, and his bike is gone. <laughs> but he's still there with me. <laughs> you, know the, you know the Seinfeld theme music? <laughs> Played that just completely gone from underneath you. That, Like, the bike was back there. He was still 100% with me, and then just eating the ground. Ooh, I've, oh, I feel that. I, yeah. There, there was a point, and I don't know if you've ever gotten into this, but for dirt biking, um, 
it's weird. I'm an introvert, and I don't like going outside, but somehow We've I still done have enough, done yeah. active stuff outside. And... I've, I've ridden a dirt bike, but not, like, done dirt biking. So, I, I worked with, uh, at, the, at the time, I worked as a diesel mechanic, and um, my boss was also sort of like a, a friend, essentially, um, and we it was like his own business so i'd go and we'd work and then afterwards you know he'd have his own fair share of toys because you know he made bank yeah um, so i remember i borrowed one of my friends little dirt bike and it was kind of like i don't want to say it was like a rocket bike but it was probably like a little bigger than a it rocket was a bike. bigger but it, if i'm not mistaken i for some reason it wasn't 100 cc but i feel it was like i want to say maybe a 50 cc bike or 75 cc if i'm not mistaken i could be very wrong but um, it wasn't enough to be a good dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bike to be, like, on the front lawn and, like, you know, on the street and whatnot. Um, but we, he, my boss, he's like, hey, um, we have a moment. Do you want to go, you know, trailing? And I'm like, well, you know, why not? Sure, let's, let's try it. So I hop on the bike. We have the helmets on. He has his ATV, and his ATV is a beast. <laughs> it's a monster, and he just rips through it. So I'm following behind and whatnot. And we come across this patch of just straight sugar sand. And it reminded me of, if you've ever seen cars, um, of, of a lot of dead foliage. And, you know, there was just a lot of sugar sand. So he's like, okay, go for it. So we would go. Granted, he'd be way ahead of me, almost always. But the, the bike wasn't powerful enough to get through the sugar sand. So I had to have the accelerator all the way down, 100% of the time, in you know and the gears would be already tapped out and i would still be going for it and at one point i remember i i hit a really soft patch of a sugar sand and the bike just completely left me from underneath and i flew i'm not exaggerating about like eight to ten feet because of how much i was booking it and how much weight i was putting into it and it just completely dead stopped and i i flew off the bike and if you've ever hit sugar sand it's not the most comforting thing to hit. <laughs> it's quite painful. So I feel that on a spiritual level. So same same old house I was on, like when the street was really like fucked up and potholy, but it had recently just got redone. So it was nice and smooth. But this time I had boards. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so we've ditched, we've ditched bikes and we moved on to boards. And we are zooming down the street Right. I and feel like I already know how this ends, and I haven't heard this one yet. And I, I have such a good feeling that I know what is about to happen. But go for it. But let's see, let's see if you're right. But we're um we're zooming down the road, right? And we're coming up to a curve in the street, right? And I'm still going fast, and I'm still pushing it for some reason. Like I'm still propelling myself even faster, even though the curve is coming right up. I'm dangerously timing another this. big brain time yes yeah. i see yeah <laughs> so i we hit the curve and i put both feet on to hit it and i power slide the board but the board was gone <laughs> next thing i know my head gets shit whipped off the pavement oh my god <laughs> oh my god god okay no i thought this was gonna be just normal road rash never mind no I... <laughs> oh. the board was gone my head bounces off the pavement everything goes black for a second i come to again with 
the biggest migraine ever. I think that's what they call in the industry a concussion, good <laughs> sir. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think I think you require medical <laughs> attention at that point. <laughs> but being young and dumb, I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to go home and put some ice on it. <laughs> oh, God. I remember, uh, how would your family react to stuff like that? Because I remember when I, when I was younger, the elbow, the scar on my elbow, I remember was it's a pretty decent sized scar it covers a good surface of my elbow um i was skating and it was it was like in a plaza essentially and you know there was pillars on my left and there was the stores on my right and i was you know i was hauling ass i was just kept, kept pushing kept pushing kept pushing and this is the time where i met my lovely friend the pebble now <laughs> the pebble <laughs> Decided to is give my great, wheel a hug. The the pebble is the great equalizer from pros to noobs. It doesn't matter where you are in that spectrum. If you hit a pebble, you're going down just the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you hit it, if, all it takes is that one pedal just to mess you up and completely ruin your day. Yeah. So for me, that's what happened. And I got launched forward and, you know, to try and catch myself, I put my hands out in front of me. And then I, for a split second, I had an internal conversation with myself as I'm proceeding to rocket towards the ground at God knows how fast. Um, and, you know, just to be like, hey, you know, don't use your hands because this is going to hurt. So I braced myself with my elbows instead, instead of, you know, tucking and rolling. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Don't cringe. ask why. Don't ask why. But I protected, like, my face in an X pattern because I almost face planted. Um... And my left elbow got the, you know, the majority of the impact as well as the scraping. And it went almost all the way down to my bone. And I completely lost all of that skin. Like, Oof. a lot of skin I lost. And I was bleeding profusely. And I was like, well, time to go back now. So I just skated on home with just copious amounts of blood pouring down my <laughs> arm. And I walked through the door. And I remember my sister's just like, hey, where are you? What the? And I'm like, can you just, um, I need alcohol. <laughs> I need to clean this, please. And, you know, and like. <laughs> so I have two stories of this. One, how my dad reacts and one, how my mom reacts. That's fair. Um, my dad, I remember this story quite vividly just because it was pretty funny. Right. Um, me and my dad were hanging out playing Left 4 Dead. Right. Um, it had just come out. I think we were playing Left 4 Dead 2. Right. And playing through it right yeah we were taking a break at one of the safe houses and we were like let's go use the bathroom get drinks and stuff like that and then we'll continue playing i grabbed one of those like really big glass mugs you know like the beer mugs almost yeah right we keep them in the freezer because keep them cold right i grab it from the freezer and it slips out my hand oh boy <laughs> instead of hitting the ground and shattering it bounces off my big toe Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the rim of the cup bounces off my big toe and shatters my toenail i think i almost thought it shattered my toe so how did it how did did it not shatter on the actual ground it completely no, all that weight went it, on your toe all the weight went on my toe the cup didn't break the cup was fine the entire weight of the glass mug bounced off my toe Oh, God. Pretty much 
sliced it open, right? My Like I said, my toenail was gone and shattered, right? Uh, the cut was down, pretty much down to the bone, right? My dad was in the bathroom, so I, I freaked out because I was young. It yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can imagine <laughs> having your, your big toe completely shattered, yeah. <laughs> so my dad, like, rushes out of the bathroom, finds what's wrong, we have nothing. My mom's at the store, right? We don't have any band-aids. We don't have anything. So we'd grab a bunch of paper towels and put it on my toe to try to stop the bleeding, go to the bathroom, and just pour a ton of, like, I think it was, like, hydrogen peroxide or alcohol oh, right on my oh, toe. Oh, fuck me. The that... clean... Ooh. Ah. Oh. That hurts so much. Oh, God, bloody hell. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, I remember when I scraped my elbow, I just poured peroxide on it and proceeded to suffer for the next few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, those, oh, God. So, oof, it burned. We covered up, tied somewhat of tissues around it to stop the bleeding, and then proceeded to continue playing Left 4 Dead because... You know, had... why not? Walk it off, man. <laughs> <laughs> We had some zombies to kill. Infected. <laughs> <laughs> yes, infected. But my mom, on the other hand, she less chaotic like me and my dad are. She, so, <laughs> so for being the mom, she's the more level-headed one. I mean, my dad's level-headed. He's not like it was a. It was not like a panic of like rushing to the bathroom. It was just like we don't have stuff to properly clean this and take care of this. This is going to do for now. This will do for now. It's like, you know, in the construction world, you know, you you, you cut off your finger, a little bit of duct tape, you know, you tie some rope around it, a little bit of spit. You're fine. You're going to go. <laughs> you can keep working. You're fine. But, like, my mom in the same scenario, not having stuff around, it's just kind of, like, the same thing, but with a lot more, like, padding and cleaning and... Thoroughness. Yeah, thoroughness. Yeah, that's, that's fair. The more, like, oh... Okay, you split open your toad. Let's, you know, take it out, clean it, dress it, you know, rinse and repeat. You know, yeah. all that. Like, she knows what to do in, like, in a calm, timely manner. That's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, these these things that happen are so bizarre. Most definitely. For, for the most part, they're... Oh, God. It's good memories, though. Painful, yet... Good. Good. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it looks like the lounge is closing up for the night. Um, we thank you for staying if you came across this. Yes, it is much appreciated. Thank you for lending us your time and an ear to listen to our weird stories, rants, and shenanigans. We hope to see you again in the next episode of A Lounge in the Abyss. Farewell.